Welcome to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. Creating the brand was more important than, than anything else we did because we didn't want to be seen as unfortunately the industry is, which is low down on the, the, the marketing mix, or yep. was, it's getting better. And we wanted to be seen up here. We wanted to go after the business that was worth um, decent, decent money and, and would, would not quibble about paying a 30 to 32% GPs. Social media, branding, partnerships, utilizing business coach, healthy margins, workplace culture, no topic is off limits with our guest today, Andy Thorne, co-founder and sales and marketing director at Outstanding Branding. Headquartered in London with locations in New York and Hong Kong, Outstanding Branding is a charter member of the BPMA, the British Promotional Merchandise Association, members of ASI and PPAI, and they've quickly become one of the most admired companies in the industry, regardless of which side of the Atlantic you are on. With his business partner, Sarah Penn, they have over 20 years of experience. Both Sarah and Andy were featured on ASI's hot list, and this year, Outstanding Branding was recognized by PPB Magazine as one of the greatest companies to work for. We don't pull our pants down every time someone wants an order and we walk away from business. And what that does allow us to do is, is actually treat our staff the way we want to treat them. Um, we also must warn you, there's a lot of gratuitous language in this episode. Let me be clear, there are a lot of F-bombs. So if you happen to be listening in the car with little ones or you're in an office where others who might hear could get offended, you might save this episode for a listen later, but we encourage you to return to it as Andy's expletives are not simply an extension of his personality, but at the heart, just the outflow of someone who loves this business, is passionate about the industry and his employees. The interview was conducted by Mark Graham, Common SKU's Chief Platform Officer, and was recorded at Common SKU University at the ASI Show Chicago. A big special thanks to Andy from the Common SKU team. Right before the interview began, Andy treated the entire audience to a round of beers. Thanks, Andy. Today's episode is courtesy of Common SKU, the effortless business management platform that empowers you to process more orders and grow your business. For more information or to start your free trial, visit commonsq.com. Here's Mark to kick off the interview. By way of introduction, uh, this is Andy Thorne. He has a wonderful accent. And really, the reason we have him here is so that I'm not the only one up here with the funny accent. <laughs> right? Um, so, so, so that's... Uh, There's nothing funny about my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I, they, but all the Americans think it's kind of weird. Do they? Yeah, I know. Um, Can I be beers back? <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you, okay, is it niche you or niche? You, uh, niche. Um, you, 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 you possibly not like my swearing. <laughs> Apparently, Americans don't like swearing, and, and uh, we, our CEO Sarah's here, and I swear a lot. So I'm going to apologise now. This is why I bought the beers, just in case I, uh, I upset people. <laughs> I'm being, being serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so for those uh, uh, in the room that are not aware of Andy Thorne, I'll give a little introduction. So Andy is the co-founder and sales and marketing director for Outstanding Branding. Uh, Outstanding Branding is headquartered in London, England, hence the accent, yep. a very cool accent, yeah, by the thank way. Thank you, um, not funny. And has also uh, distinguished himself through this great international expansion. So there are two other offices, from what I understand, one in New York and uh, the other one in Hong Kong. So you've got a true uh, international footprint. Yeah, and, and another one in Amsterdam, just uh, uh, a 
I'm waiting for people to say yes. <laughs> Good stuff. I love it, the deal maker. So we're going to get into uh, the brand of Outstanding Branding. We're going to get into your workplace culture. We're yep. going to get inside your head, which yep. may be a bit of a funny place, but oh, we're going to try to get into it to understand what makes you tick. And the reason why Andy's here is that at Common Skew, we are fascinated by the journey of the creative entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. This is the entrepreneur that... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Please, I, I, am I buttering you up? No, I hate, I hate the word entrepreneur. <laughs> what? I, I honestly, it's an awful, awful word, sorry. Let's start with that, why? Because um, me and Sarah, uh, two very, very good salespeople, um, both been in the industry, what, 18 years each. Uh, both started off as salespeople, we managed sales teams, and we were fed up working for distributors, we, you know, we become sales managers, we was fed up of um, our ideas not being taken seriously. <clears throat> so we, we spent a year uh, building a business plan and Outstanding Branding was born. But that doesn't make me an entrepreneur, I just, I, f I hate, I just hate the, the tag um, do, do, do so you, much. So what I love about this is that we had all sorts of questions and I'm gonna throw this out because we're gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> But, but hang Sorry. on a second here. So no, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna get back to this. But I'm wondering, do you not like the term because you feel it's been fetishized and they're reality shows and you've got Sir Richard Branson who you may not like? Well, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Richard, Sir Richard Branson, is he a sir? He, is. he, he fucking so. should be. Um, but, but he's a true entrepreneur. So he's, right. he's taken various businesses and, and done something with them. You know, we've been relatively successful in promo, but um, all we've done is, is planned and, and executed the plan. Does that make me an entrepreneur? Uh, no, of course it doesn't. It just means that a bit like you can follow a recipe in a, in a uh, cookbook, does that make you a chef? No, don't, of course it doesn't. It just makes you good at following a, a set path. Right. There's a, oh, there's a little bit more to it than that, but I just can't stand the word. So <clears> what, what, what's the term um, that you feel you best represent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in business. <laughs> See, there's a couple of couple of people in this room, and this is where you're going to knock Wanker. <laughs> I told you, honestly, I told you, there's a couple of people in this room that know me, and that would be the best term to, to, to tag me. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? Um, all right. So, so Honestly, uh, Mark, by, by the time I finish, there'll be no one in this room, just us and a load of beers. I love it. No, 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 it's fantastic, and, and I, I want to be going more down this road. Okay, so let, let's give some context, okay? So you guys have produced this great video, okay? So for the folks in the room that, that may want a little bit more of an introduction, mm. you, you produced a great two-minute video that talks about yeah. why people love you. Yeah. And, and I don't think the word wanker is in this video. Like, no, it no, makes no, you no. actually look pretty professional. No, so. no, no, that, and that's the thing. I mean, you can do a lot with video these days. That is true. <laughs> I, you know, even, even make me look half reasonable. So. <laughs> well, why don't, why don't we stop for two minutes or so? Let's throw this up, and then we're going to talk a little bit about this, and as they say, try to get inside your head. Because cool. I think what you have done is pretty exceptional. So, yeah. you know, I'll, uh, I'll try to shower you with some accolades. Oh, here. lovely. Press it twice. My name's Andy Thorne, I'm Sales Director at Outstanding Branding. We're an award-winning supplier of promotional merchandise and branded clothing. Our mission's simple, we help our clients outperform their competition by outperforming ours. My name's Sarah Penn and I'm Managing Director. 
director of Outstanding Branding, and we keep leading the way in showing what a professional promotional merchandise distributor can do. We operate to the highest standards in our industry, and we can help our customers stay ahead of their competition as well. Outstanding Branding is part of an elite group of promotional gift distributors, absolutely passionate about what they believe in. We've been using Outstanding Branding for three grand finals, always being very professional, on time, and nothing's ever too much for them. They deliver time and time again top quality products. I can trust Outstanding Branding. We all always want to make sure that we put forward the best. Making sure that we get the right product for someone, at the right quality, with the right branding, with the best price. And that's why we work with a very loyal and dedicated group of suppliers. By having a great supply chain that we know we can rely on will help us to deliver on our promises to our customers. Now the promotional market is almost ahead of retail. Our clients can really benefit from that, give something to their customers that really has that amazing wow factor. Everything from paper to mouse mat, to drinkware, you name it, anything you can think of, we will have supplied to Outstanding Branding and, and they will in turn obviously supply onto their clients. They're very good at communicating with the suppliers. They tell you exactly what they need or they ask you advice if they don't know. They're a great company to work with. We deliver globally. We have a great range of suppliers, but sometimes we need to make a product and that's not a problem. We take a client's brief and turn it into a completely bespoke product. There isn't anything that cannot be produced. We've got a great group of people. Everyone's very passionate about providing a fantastic service to our clients. Every single member of staff is trained to the, the highest standards available in the industry as well. We wouldn't have achieved everything we've had without the people that work for us. Team OB put time, effort, and a real care and passion into what we do. Outstanding branding understand that if you're going to give something to somebody, it's got to be something good and something worthwhile for them to keep. They deliver time and time again top quality products. They are, without doubt, the best promotional merchandise company I've ever worked with. We want to make sure that the clients get the best of what we can do. The value that encompasses all of that is being outstanding. People come to Outstanding Branding and enjoy the experience. You seem like a pretty decent guy there. <laughs> um, so, so why don't I start off with, so how is business? Give, give me a sense as to how you guys are doing right now. Good. What does that mean? <laughs> um, we don't, we probably have more business than we have uh, good people. Um, people is the biggest problem. Um, and I'm sure all you guys out there um, have the same issue. Doesn't matter if you're in the UK or the US, there's not enough good people coming through. Um, we, we've started a graduate program for that very reason because uh, if we can't if we can't find them elsewhere, let's let's start training them ourselves. So right. yeah, no, uh, we're eight years old. Um, we're on course to probably do ten million dollars um, uh, this year. The majority in the UK, um, but we've got aggressive growth in the US, um, which two million dollars in the US this year. Um, we're only six or seven months old, uh, 10 million next year. Um, it's easy, do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that disrespectfully. We, we, the time we've spent doing what we do, we have, right. a, we have a blueprint. We know exactly how many, how many quotes you need to do, to how many orders you need to, to get. Um, we, we look at the, the average GP, we, we, we plan everything, and we analyze everything, um, so that once we find a, a person that can actually execute that, then they can earn a lot of money, and so do we. Right. Um, but we don't take it. Do you know I mean I'm 42, uh, Sarah's 41. Um, <laughs> uh, they, 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 to be fair, they probably thought I was younger. <laughs> um, just had a hard paper round, that's all. 
I don't know. Yeah, playgrounds, is it? Yeah. Um, so, so basically, yes. So that's that's the point. Uh, business is is very very good. We we uh, Rob Watson used to be at ASI. Um, he's joined us. So from a marketing point of view. Uh, we, we now use a, an automated CRM to, to stalk people, um, track what they do. Uh, we know exactly when they're ready to, to buy. The salespeople don't have to, to bang the phones and do cold calling. Right. Um, yeah, that's what I mean about business being good. You know, uh, we're in an exceptional position where we have representation here, the US, Europe, and Hong Kong. Right. Um, uh, we, we're just about to do a company conference and look at our vision for the next uh, three to five years. Um, and, and the traditional promos side of it's one thing. Sarah, Sarah presented to the management team the other day. The promos one side of it. The other side is, is uh, on demand and, and um, the power of one. You know, we can talk about Vistaprint and people like that. Right. It ain't going away. Embrace it and, right. and, and get ahead of it. Right. Tell me about this global expansion. So mm. here you are in London. You started yeah. eight years ago. Tell me about how it is that you charted this path for growth in, in other markets. Yeah, it's, um, it's a funny one, really, because, um, as I say, we plan everything, and, and there's always been a um, part, part of the, the outer plan is, uh, was global. And when we first started eight years ago, we got this email um, from a customer in, in the States saying that they need someone in the UK and Europe. And it was one of those emails where if we're probably two or three years older, we'd be like, no, do you know what I mean? Load of old rubbish, why would we bother? We just started out and every penny counted. So um, picked up the phone, spoke to this guy, we sent a brochure pack, it was only 50 pounds to, to, to send something from UPS. Brochure pack and some samples and some brandy gear. No one else in the UK got back to him. This company become our biggest client uh, within six to nine months. And um, they loved the quality of the product. Um, they loved the, the, the variety and the, the difference from the US market. And we're looking after them in the UK and Europe. And they kept on saying to us, can you look after us in the US? And we're like, well, we're not set up. We don't have the supply chain. We don't have relationships. Um, we couldn't offer the same service. Mm. And, and that went on for six years. We started coming to the ASI shows. We started building up our supply network. We started getting in front of the people that, that matter, uh, the, the Paul Bellantones, the Tim Andrews, um, and, and started actually building our network over here. Right. And um, so when we went back to that warehouse technology, um, we went back to that client and said, you know what, we'll now, we'll now don't, don't just give us a business, let's pitch it to the business. Right. You know, don't want it, don't want it handed on a plate, let's work for it. Um, and so we won this contract worth half a million dollars. Me and Sarah popped over and um, realized and this is the funny thing for you guys, the whole UK market is worth a billion pounds, so the way the exchange rate is about a billion pounds, billion dollars. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, the, the US market's worth, what, $22 billion. Um, we realise there's a little opportunity there right. to, to be had um, for a company that's not too bad. So, so it's, in, it's, it's interesting because... In scenarios where you're, you have a customer in another market that says, can you supply us, yeah. most distributors will either say one of two things. Yeah. Uh, sorry, can't do it, which is not necessarily a, a bad thing, yeah. all about focus, or they'll strike a strategic partnership with a distributor in that other market. Yeah. And, and far fewer of them 
take the third choice, which is to actually <laughs> set up an office <laughs> in another market. Did you consider doing a strategic deal with a US-based distributor, or did you just say, we're jumping in both feet, whole hog, yeah. let's giddy up. And if <laughs> so, that's not entrepreneurial, <laughs> Then I don't Fuck know what off. The hell it is. Honestly, stop using that. <laughs> stop using that word. We're Commonwealth buddies here. I thought. I honestly, would, I, I you know, like you, Mark. You do, please do not call me. It's only what yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's only what wankers. Please you do are not a wanker. Please, for not please. like an entrepreneur. No, that's bollocks. Honestly, <laughs> it's the worst word you can use. Call me uh, anything. Bollocks. That means uh, rubbish. Yes. Uh, garbage. But but well, but, but, but also bollocks <laughs> can mean bollocks can actually mean a good thing as well if it's a dog's bollocks. Um, <laughs> All the bollocks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, so the congressman's first international debate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I know. Yeah. You got a Canadian and a British uh, guy <laughs> up here. It's not bad news. So, so, so go ahead. no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And this, this is, this comes down to again why, why the partnership between me and Sarah worked so well. Um, if I had my way, we'd, we'd, we'd go ahead with some of the harebrained schemes that uh, I come up with, and we'd just run with them, and we'd have been bust within six months. To be fair. Uh, honest, honest to God, uh, it just it, yeah. In the same respect, and and this is where a partnership where you, you understand your partner, um, and we're not married, by the way. Um, we we talk partnership in in the business terms. I get all the grief of having uh, Sarah as my business wife, but none of the pleasure. Um, <laughs> so, but what what it what does happen? What does happen is is. The, the flip side of that is if, if Sarah probably would have um, gone on her own, um, she would still be doing, you know, a few hundred grand and just very cautiously doing it. Do you agree uh, with that? Okay. I wouldn't say it. It sounds like he's bragging about his ability. No, 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 no. Thinker. No, but, oh, honestly, I'd have gone bust. Yeah, honestly, I'd... I'd, 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 I'd right. so, so that's... that's So the answer to your question is, is if, if I'd have taken the decision... You know, we'd have we'd have we'd have had the grandest of offices and you know loads of staff, and but then we get pulled back into that planning right. stage of. So the first ASI show we come to um, three years ago, it was to explore partnership and can we build a network of supply chain to deliver ourselves. Right. Um, so we even planned that trip back then to what's the outcome, and we had, we sat up a few meetings with distributors and. Um, had some conversations, still didn't make a decision. Um, then, I suppose, not chance, but just things fell into place. So ultimately, we have both. <laughs> we have we have strategic partnerships with distributors, right. and we also have our own um, office and an entity in the US. Right. Because why why do you have to have one? Why can't you have everything? Right. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. So, so there's a there's a company which I'm sure you're well aware of uh, in 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 Britain. I think it's Brand Edition. Mm. Um, that's where I started life. That's where you started. Back when Four Imprint was Four Imprint before it became Brand Edition. Got it. Uh, okay. 18 years ago, that's where I started life. This is a hilarious thing. They asked me politely to leave. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure why. I... <laughs> yeah. why or why? <laughs> Do you know why? And it comes down to one very, very simple thing, loyalty. I had a sales director, uh, John Battersby. He's got a company called Bag Trade uh, in the UK, now in Australia. Great guy. If you need some decent bags, get in touch. Um, and John used to run the field sales team 
for, for, for imprint. And I think that I had to sign a, I had to sign a, uh, a non-disclosure agreement to, to leave, by the way, but I think that's over and done with and fuck them anyway, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't give a shit, do you know what I mean? Honestly, they come after me now, they fuck off. And I, I get on really well with Chris... I, I, no, no, I get on really well with Chris Lee, the, 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 the owner of the brand right. Um So what happened was is the share price was very, very low, and uh, a group of people came in to basically increase the share price, bought it at cheap, increased it to sell on. And John was a cog in <clears throat> the, the, the puzzle that they didn't want. And they treated him badly. Um, in my, this is all in my opinion, by the way. Um, they treated him badly. And I, I was one of the only salespeople that I was doing okay, but not brilliantly. But John, John meant a lot to me. So I put my head above the parapet and said to, to the owners, you know, if you can do that to John, you can do it to me. Um, what, where do we stand? You know, it's not really great. Uh, two weeks later, I weren't working there anymore. <laughs> because, I, because I decided to speak out. I'm not a big company. I'm, I'm not a corporate person, as you can tell. Right. As you can tell. Um, but I care about people. people. People in our industry is everything we've got. Most of us don't manufacture anything. We, 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 we basically buy at a cheap price. We sell it at a profit. And we keep our customer happy in between. Right. Right. Keep your supply chain happy. Keep, your, keep your, your staff happy. You can always find a client. But those two, the supplier and, and, and your right. employees, um, are, are the main thing. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about your workplace culture. You, you mm -hmm. recently won, um, or you were on the PBB's greatest companies mm -hmm. to work for list. So As were you. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Big up, Comscoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think that you said that mm -hmm. you don't treat your people like shit. I think mm -hmm. that that's what the quote was. No, I, I, the, 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 the quote was, I give a shit about people. Oh, so it's related to that. Yeah. I should have read the notes here, Bob. Yeah. Um, yeah but, okay, but, no, but it's but, still, you know, but uh, we do. Uh, along those lines. Yeah, it's a bit like you guys here. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you're spending 50 minutes listening to me waffle on about absolute bollocks. Um, oh, it's been good. Do, do you know what I mean? Why, why not? If you're going to come and listen to me, have a beer. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, nicked, I nicked, again, this is coming back to why we're successful. Some of, the, some of the best ideas is nicking it off of other people. We, we was at the Power Summit, outside Power Summit, and uh, Chuck Fandos, again, the, of Brand Edition, yep. um, he bought everyone drinks. I was like, that's actually a cool thing. You've got to sit here and listen to people. And sometimes awesome. they, they, they sometimes they bore the shit out. They're, honestly, they're, they bore. But you have a drink, and it, actually, even if it's the worst speech you've ever had, you've got a free drink and happy days. You know I mean, you right. go away happy. So, 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 so you give, a, you give a, a, a shit about your people. So yes. I, I, I get that. Let, but I also am picking up on the, 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 the financial side of your business, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're obviously creative people, but you're obviously people who know how to run a great business. Mm -hmm. And this may be more a question for Sarah. Because yep. um, I'm picking up that she's, she's running a certain side of the business and you're running this other side of the business. Um, there, there are some people, maybe even people in this room, that would say, okay, workplace culture, it's expensive, margins are tight. We have to cut costs, and you know, at the end of the day, we provide our people, we treat our people with respect. Yep. They get paid fair, yep. but above and beyond that is a cost. Yeah. Cool. How do you, with putting a business hat on, how do you tie that in, uh, increased investment in workplace culture, giving a shit uh, about your employees, yeah. and how that ties into a smart business decision that generates positive ROI? And if Sarah wanted, we can give Sarah the mic too if she's look, got a response look, to look, too. Look, so. look, look, at, look at the facts. You know, in, in eight years, we've gone from zero to where we are. 
um, not because me and Sarah, yeah, we had a vision and we had a plan, but because of people. Um, and very, very few people in the UK or US have done that. Yep. Um, so how do we measure it? Very, very easily because we've been so success successful. Um, and also it comes down to, again, something you said about squeezing margins. Well, don't, don't give stuff away. Do you know what I mean? Just get get the fair value for what you're trying to do. Right. Um, we have an average uh, GP of 33%. Um, has been for eight, eight years. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't pull our pants down every time someone wants an order. Right. Um, we walk away from business. And what that does allow us to do is is actually treat our staff the way we want to treat them. When we set the company up, it was very very easy for us. We wanted to we wanted to create a place. You saw in the video. You know, there's there's a, a there's a cow in our logo. That cow's called Clara, um, and um, I like cows. Yeah, so do I. And basically, if you're at work for eight, ten hours a day, do you want to really look out the window to grey buildings and everything else? So we created the fields so that people can look across the fields. You, you look at the ceiling. We painted clouds and a blue sky. Um, we don't have much of that in the UK, by the way. Um, so that's why that's why we had to fake it. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if you're eight, ten hours a day, do you know what I mean? Just want a bit of spare time and, and chill. You know, we have probably the best coffee machine um, that the world has ever seen. Right. Um, you know, because we have a wine fridge, you know, every, every Friday afternoon, good, bad or ugly week, have a beer. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's finish off the week yeah. as it should be. Um, we have a company conference every year um, where, where we present a vision, but everyone else puts their, their personal professional goals uh, into it. Anyone that achieves them over the 12 months, uh, we put into a draw for £500 worth of holiday vouchers. And last year, honestly, it, it was just heartwarming. And we don't do it for that. But the guy that won it, um, Fred, basically he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been able to afford a holiday that year. And that 500 quid's worth of holiday vouchers meant the world to him. Mm. The value he got out of that for £500 is... Honestly, there's not much change out of these beers, by the way. The, the fucking convention centre, no wonder it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the cheapest beers on the planet. They're not, are they, are they? Ridiculous priced beers. But that, that 500 quid, to him, was, it meant, meant the world. What value do we get? Um, we, we get the fact that he'll probably log on at the weekend and do a bit of work. He'll be in right. early. Um, the, the value's there. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, there's your answer. Do you want to say something? This is why Sarah's not here, to be honest. I'll, I'll talk forever. <laughs> you, honestly, you'll be here about Friday if you can keep on like this. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, in the previous panel, uh, Johanna at Axis was talking about the notes and the, the random uh, um, points of recognition that you have to either you know, partners in the business at Axis or fellow colleagues in the business or you know, the mentor relationship that you have with Joan. Um, I mean, all of that stuff doesn't cost anything, right? Mm. That just costs your time and you know, being courteous and conscientious. So mm. it, 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 I, I completely agree, and I don't know that... I don't think the people really in this community are questioning, I think, the value of having a great workplace culture. Mm. But I know that there are probably some people that may sell at compressed margins mm. and start to look at that kind of stuff and say, oh, you know, beers every week, it's mm. going to add up. And otherwise, you know, we could have had that money in, in our pocket. And I yeah. think that, I, I, I think to take the long-term view and invest in culture, invest in your, in your people, pays such long-term dividends that um, and you're, you're clearly evidence of that. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, we spent a year building a business plan and honestly it was, a, it, it was around the place we wanted to work 
Um, all of the, uh, the, the forecasting was about, can we pay this amount of commission? Can we do this? Can we do that? How do we treat the people? And one day, one day we'll, we'll maybe, maybe get rich out of what we do. Uh, but we don't have a bad life. Um, we have a business that, that's well respected um, because we respect the people. Um, and as I say, one day we'll, we'll get something back out. But in right. the meantime, we'll play it back in, um, whether that be education, whether that be reward, uh, whether that just be saying thank you. Right. Um, well, listen, I don't want to get too fluffy here, but I think that if you look at most people that go into work, I don't think that most people that go into work today, regardless of whatever country they're, they're, they're in, can say they truly love getting up and going into their office, whether they're an employee no. or an entre- sorry, owner. Um, and I, I think that that is, that, that if, if you're able to make, um, if you're able to do well enough financially and you're able to come into an office culture that, that puts a smile on your face like I can see right now, then yeah. I say, cheers to that. Yeah. So here we go, here we go. We've had two cheers here. Um, and, 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 I, and I really do think that that is something that's admirable. So good, yeah, good on you. you. And I think that f- uh, moving forward, then there's no question there's financial ROI that comes from that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'd say we don't live a, live a bad life. I mean, we get to, get to travel the world, get to meet right. great people. Um, and yeah, you know, we're, not, we're not eating beans on toast um, right. at the weekend. Uh, let, let, let's talk about the outstanding brand, um, outstanding branding, your brand mm. and your website and your digital presence yep. and your social media, which mm. you guys seem to have an unbelievable number of followers and fans and yep. great content, great engagement. Yep. Um, that's rare for a distributor. Yeah. Um, so I, it's a two-part question. Number one, a lot of distributors don't invest in their own brand. They're kind of like the cobbler's children, no. yep. so to speak. Yep. Um, so I want to I want to understand why that was important, yeah. and number two, I want to talk about social media and how successful you've been in terms of being able to create that engagement and that loyal fan base, and how that translates into business. It, uh, very very easy. The the first part um, when we set out, uh, we were <laughs> we were at the PSI show uh, in Dusseldorf, um, working for, for uh, the, the, the company that was employing us at the time. And um, we'd, we'd already started the process of thinking about um, uh, moving away uh, from this company, setting up as a, on our own. And we were, we were hung over at the airport, and we were trying to f- find a name um, for the company. Sarah come up out with a name, Outstanding Branding. And uh, we checked uh, the, 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 the main registration pages, and both the .co.uk and .com names were Available. free. And um, so we quickly registered them both, and um, Outstanding Branding was born. Now, the trouble is, is you can't have the name Outstanding um, in your company name and be mediocre. Uh, it's, 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 it's probably one of the best things to have and probably one of the worst things to have. Um, High bar. Because, because it does mean that everything's up here. And, and so when we sat down to think about what does it mean, um, we wanted to differentiate, differentiate ourselves from our competition. Now, you can go on plenty of websites and see the first thing you see is product. And we wanted to come across more of as an agency than a, than a, um, a traditional just box shifting promo company. Um, we, we had a great designer at the time um, that, that come up with a brand. And 
there's, there's a cow, and if you look at the cow on its bottom, um, there is a branding mark. Now, there was actually a whole host of animals when we first done this. So there was a pig, there was a cockerel, there was an octopus, and they all had the branding mark. Yeah. The purpose being that we brand you, you know, we brand anything. Um, but we didn't have a marketing budget to, to, to deliver that, that vision. Yeah. Um, so going back to Clara, um, the cow, um, she represents, uh, in the early days, why we were successful, because we used to, we used to um, send out a comp slip with just a, a, a stress cow. You've all seen them, the stress cows. Yeah. Um, with uh, the, the URL on stress cow, comp slip, nothing more. And we used to do 10 a day each, follow it up the next day. Oh, did you receive the cow? And either people would be very, very receptive and be like, oh, wow, what, how lovely was that? That was nice. Thank you very much. Why have you sent me a cow? And then we could obviously start talking about it. So it just broke, broke the ice, broke the boundaries. Or you'd find like, people and they'd be like, have you received a cow? What are you talking about? Mm. You know, don't worry. We'll call you back tomorrow when you receive the cow. Right. And it was probably one of the best icebreakers that we could ever, ever do. Mm. Um, so, so creating the brand was more important than, than anything else we did because we didn't want to be seen as, unfortunately, the industry is, right. which is low down on the, the, the marketing mix, or yep. was, it's getting better, uh, low down on the marketing mix, and we wanted to be seen up here. We wanted to go after the business that was mm. worth um, decent, decent money and, and would, would not quibble about paying a 30 to 32% GPs. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, that, that's what, what started... Right. And that's what we've lived to, you know. Right. As I say, having that, having outstanding the name, right. Everything we do has to be of a of a level, right. Um, and then the social media side, social media is very very important to us. Um, it's free. Indeed, it <laughs> is. Um, and not enough people do it, which is mental. Um, <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Free and don't do it. Have I told you how expensive these beers are? So, <laughs> They cost $500, and that's not free. And I get nothing back. Do you know what I mean? Honestly. Other than you're, you're still here, which is good. That is true. Um, that is true. But, but, but social media is free. And so in the early days, we looked for every opportunity we could use to maximise our brand exposure, uh, connect with people, get that message across what I've just spoken about, Clara the Cow and, and everything else. And we realised that it's very, very easy to uh, give away things for, for nothing, get people to retweet, repost. Um, one of the best things we ever did was um, there's, a, there's a, uh, a boxer called Johnny Nelson, and um, he's, he's connected. He was a world champion in, in um, English fighter. But it was a big fight, probably about half, uh, six years ago, three, four, four years ago, five years ago. Basically... Two, two fighters in the UK. The fight was um, billed as a, a big deal. And one of the fighters turned up to the press conference with a Rubik's Cube. Mm. And he pissed off the world champion at the time, Carl Froch, because he sat there playing with his Rubik's Cube. So I said to Sarah, I'll get in touch with Sky, um, our big satellite broadcaster in the UK, right. um, see if I can do anything. Just opportunists, really. Mm. Anyway, I heard nothing. Um, just before the fight, probably six weeks before the fight, uh, I got an email from the head of boxing at Sky, Adam, Adam um, Smith, who said, well, would, you, would you mind doing some, some of these Rubik's Cubes? We can use it as part of uh, the build-up. No problem, get them done. Mm. Spoke to, the, again, one of our great vendors. 
uh, SPS. And um, we got these Rubik's Cubes done. I said, Adam, the only thing that has to happen is one of the six sides has to have my logo on. So I'll put your box office logo, mm, I'll put awesome. the fighters logos. And we got three, four weeks of... Um, Exposure, again, that's great. Live on Sky Sports for, for the biggest fight um, in, in British boxing history uh, wow. at the time. Um, and, and again, that comes down to social media of... of so then and if every time we posted something, Johnny Nelson, he has 100,000 followers, he'd repost it. Right. Um, then you get credibility. Right. Um, and that's what I'm saying. You just, just take the opportunities and, and be a bit cheeky, a bit daring. Um, well, look, why the fuck am I sat up here, to be fair? Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not an entrepreneur. Um, yes, you I'm, are. I'm, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm nothing better than anyone else in this room. Um, but you know what? Someone presented me an opportunity to... to have a chat and you know what if there's a few more people know about outstanding branding can we get maybe a better price break can we get uh, a member of staff I, I don't do it just because I'm a caring loving person that that might give you something to make your business better hopefully you will but I do it because I wanted something out of it right and th there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with a bit of capitalism and and, and actually knowing why you do something um, great opportunity and, and yep. that's the thing that the, the, the success we've had with social media has come down to pure opportunity that we've followed it through and delivered upon it right because for, for that one there's probably another five that that have fallen flat on their face right so. well and i dare say just from 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 um, interacting with you on social that you have a personality right yes. at the end of the day at least in my my opinion, I feel that the brands in this industry and even outside this industry that have done well on social yes. um, are the ones that have personality yes. and are not scared to um, sh be vulnerable or be no. quirky uh, or, or just to be human or be themselves, yeah. authentic. Yes. Um, and, and I think that you're a great example of that. So when we talk about the number of followers that you have on Twitter, and mm. if, if my very basic question is, how do you get them? I think the answer is that you're authentic and yeah. you've got... Uh, uh, personality and, and bribe people. You know, if you honestly, if you go on Twitter and you just do your personal account, say you're going to give away something for free, if they retweet and follow you, you watch the amount of followers you've got. Give away, oh, give away a pen, give away yeah. something, and I'm telling you yeah. now, your followers followers will jump exponentially overnight. Honestly, yeah. because people love a freebie, as yeah. we know. I know. Funnily enough, I know. And if they didn't, then we, our business would yeah, be Yeah, we wouldn't be sat here, would we? Um, I, I've got a, another question or two, and then I want to um, open it up for, for folks in the audience to ask questions. Cool. Um, and I think Chris is uh, you know, ready to ask something. He's like in the question-asking mode there. Um, I thought, a man I thought, with a lot thought, of great I thought, questions. I thought he was going to rugby tackle me on the side. <laughs> I, don't know, I was getting scared. You might do that, I was too. just about ready. You <laughs> might do that, too. Um, so so the, the way the supply chain works in, in Europe is different than here in North America. Yep. Um, in North America, of course, there's, uh, generally speaking, a lot more structured uh, um, connection between the end client, the distributor, and yep. the supplier. Yep. Um, yes, that breaks down from time to time, but in general, that's what you see at a show like ASI. Yeah. In Europe, at least to the best of my understanding, it's a little bit more fluid. So your suppliers might very well be your competitor, and, uh, and, and vice versa. So I, mm. I, I'm curious to understand how you, as a dis traditional distributor, uh, thrive in an environment where you might be competing uh, directly with your suppliers. Yeah. Or am I misreading that? No, no, it does happen. Um, and again, you know, going back um, to, to eight years ago, um, <laughs> the company we left um, 
decided to, to literally days before we opened, decided to send the whole industry an email saying that we'd, um, we'd uh, to, to the supply chain, saying that we'd uh, broken our restrictive covenants, uh, we were in breach of contract, they were taking us to the high court, and that if any supplier actually de dealt with us, um, they'd lose all the business from this particular company. And... Um, You can see Sarah's a detailed person, can't you? Because uh, no one gives a shit about that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you. Um, thank you very much. This is great. <laughs> thank you. CEO. This is a uh, $25 beer, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, crack on. Um, so, so, but yeah, so basically that's what happened. And um, so uh, eight years on, it, and it just comes back to how important relationships are. You know what? There was there was very few people in the industry in the, in the industry that turned around and said, "No, we're not dealing with you." Because of mine and Sarah's standing, um, a few people were a little bit cagey, but most people rang true. And to to this date, uh, the loyalty of our supply chain mm. is hugely important to us. The twenty yeah. uh, the eighty twenty rule applies. You know, we we do eighty percent of our business uh, with twenty percent of our suppliers. Um, we get we get love, uh, affection, um, and it's, it's not too dissimilar to, to, to the US that I think the, the, the sensible suppliers realise that you are better off having a, supply, a, 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 a distributor relationship where they can have 22,000 people go and right. <coughs> sell, sell promo rather than themselves. Right. So it's not as bad. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pause here for a second. Uh, have Catherine, a drink. I will. Um, Want to open it up to some questions <coughs> for uh, for Andy yeah, or, for or, or for Sarah? Um, Bobby, do you have the mic, or is there a question over here? <coughs> Mitch Silver. Thanks for sharing, Andy. Good stuff. Mm. Um, can you talk a bit of? You mentioned offhandedly early on about something about an automated CRM. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that, what that is, and how you use it? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's, um, there's plenty out there. HubSpot. Um, we use Infusionsoft, and uh, an example. Uh, we're just doing a winback campaign at the moment, and the winback campaign is uh, eight or nine different emails. But the great thing about it is everyone starts on the first email. But depending on what they do is what happens next. Right. So, I don't know, some people may unsubscribe. They're not going to get anything. Some people might click on the link about technology. Some may just download a white paper. Whatever they do next dictates what they're going to get next. So it could well be that, I don't know, customer A spends 10 minutes on the tech part of your website by clicking the tech part of the first email. That records everything within Infusionsoft, and um, the next the next email they're going to get is probably either a white paper on on tech, or uh, maybe a special offer on tech, something related to tech because we know that that's what they're looking for. Um, it, it blows my mind because I you know back in the day me and Sarah would bang the phones. Do you know what I mean honestly, day in day out? Do you know what I mean just trying to get through the gatekeeper? Um, trying to convince someone that, that they should ditch their, their, their current distributor for us. Whereas now, our sales teams, um, 
we tell them when to talk to someone and what to talk to them about because it lists everything they've looked at. So when they pick up the phone and say, oh, look, let's have a chat about, I've got this great new tech product that's, um, I don't know, all singing, all dancing. They already know that they've looked at tech, so they're warm. They're, they're, they're red hot to, to speak to. So it takes a bit of time and effort, um, but it's a great system to use. Hannah. <coughs> and then Chris. Hi. Hello. So, first of all, I'm a big fan of cursing. Love this. Whole cursing? Thing. Yes. I thought we said Kristen for a minute. I was like, who the fuck is Kristen? No. <laughs> cursing? Fuck Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Kristen. So, um, Love it. I just want to say, I really agree with and you. And also, I've not even said my favorite, favorite curse. <laughs> I have one favorite word, and I'm never allowed to say it. We can talk privately. <laughs> so anyway, you brought up a great point about social. Mm. I think just to echo that, everyone in this room, if you're not using it, it's fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. Not only for the purposes you're talking about, for following, I think we are handed information on our clients. And if you are prospecting or looking to get information about your current clients, <coughs> go on their Facebook, go on mm. their Instagram. You'll instantly be fed information about their culture, what their workplace looks like, what they're doing for their picnics, if they're giving away you know, promotional. It's, it's unreal what's mm. kind of handed to you now, and it's free. Yeah. And, and again, that's the other thing is um, try it. I mean, let's just try it. Um, some things work, some things don't. You know, so we have um, an employee of the month, sorry, a colleague of the month, and it's not voted for one with me and Sarah. The rest of the company vote for their colleague. And we get some of the best um, traction from personal stuff. People actually want to, 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 to see the human side of what we do. When we put up that colleague in a month and congratulate someone, they'll get shares, they'll get likes. Um, but you know what it does? It shows the rest of the community, whether that be a supplier, staff or client, that we care and that, that we actually, we're actually a caring company. And, give a and honestly, the, the, the stats we get back from the reach we get for something like that He's better than the white paper that spent, you know, three months to, to detail and research and, and deliver. Um, and it can be simple as just a nice, pretty picture of, of one of our members of staff receiving something uh, on a monthly basis. So, yeah. uh, two of us. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, me's less so now because um, cause I'm a little bit more controversial than than the per <laughs> than, than, than the head of marketing who who. Um, Gets very frustrated. I, get, I still got all the passwords and the account logins. It gets gets really, yeah, really gets really pissed off when he's like, honestly, on a roll and he's doing something nice, and then I, I jump in with something and it's like, oh, right, um, Chris. You mentioned culture quite a bit in this. Mm. So, your mission statement is it something that's or your ideas, your planning is it something that's well shared and everybody's understood and referenced? And then the second part of it is your organization, you know, how does the challenges or presenting ideas or a gut check then come into play? Like this is within the boundaries or uh, this is pushing the boundaries of where we should be and where we are. Yeah. And how do you make your decisions as a team? Yeah, easy, easy. And again, it sounds arrogant, I'd say easy, because up until three years ago, it weren't. Uh, <laughs> but now it is. We have a business coach and... Um, she works with me and Sarah personally, a management team personally, but with the company. And three and a half years ago, uh, we spent time building our values. 
and they now run through the whole company. Mm. And I mean the whole company. Um, whether we reward, whether we employ, uh, whether we discipline, whether it's a supplier client, um, respect, understanding, creativity, and professionalism, the four things that make us outstanding. Now, if you're an employee and you know that something falls outside of those four values, well, then it's a wrong decision. So it's an easy one to make. Mm. We don't have to micromanage. Um, if it falls within them, it's got to be a good decision. And you can justify it. You can, you can tell us why, why it falls within them. Brilliant. Happy days. And, and our management team is very young. And, and they're thriving because we can actually let them loose and say, well, there's the criteria. And the criteria is quite broad because we can all argue a point of why it falls within any of those four points. But if, if it's right, then it's right. You know, and, and it's now enabling me and Sarah, especially as we get, uh, from a global point of view, um, bigger, to actually then step up and, and look strategically at the business, which is very difficult sometimes when you're in the business because you're doing, and still to this day, I'll go and fix the printer or you know, do, do the stuff that, that's not really worth the time but needs to be done. But less and less we're doing that and allowing the team... Um, to, to work those values, and then mm. values are are crucial to us. Um, Julia, our business coach, uh, she's she's one of the big biggest reasons why we're so successful. Mm. Um, and I couldn't recommend men business coaches highly enough. Mm. Um, we probably have Julia. probably have time for one more question before we uh, end and move into the roundtables. Um, any any final uh, question, or do we have to? Ask a question. Oh, Catherine Graham, Kamenski, go so, ahead. So, there are a lot of parallels in the working relationship, Andy and Sarah, between the two of you, as with Mark and myself. Yes. So, I'm very curious. As so, to I'm all business, and Catherine is crazy with all her ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, just need to rope her in. So, I'm curious as to how it is you kind of manage the tension of the yin and the yang to make the business successful with being able to kind of give enough leash with the creativity but be able to kind of make it make sense from a business perspective. Okay. Oh, let, on, on, let, let's get Sarah a mic. This is going to be the most valuable thing from this whole I was going to say, you, you've waited an hour for this. Yeah, Honestly, we, we could have done this Everyone, at the beginning. Sarah now you can get some sense. <laughs> We might need one. She does bang on as well. Honestly, oh. she talks for England. Such a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we argue a lot, which um, yep. it can be frustrating, but it's also very um, useful in a way. I think going back to our business coach, one of the very, very useful yes. things that we now do with everyone who joins our company is um, what's called disc profiling. And there's a similar, there's a lot of people nodding. There's a lot of similar ones to that. There's the color insights. Uh, it's basically personality profiling um, and allows you to see where each individual person sits um, on the disc and how they're likely to react to people, situations, and tasks. And basically, me and Andy are completely opposite <laughs> in absolutely every single way. Um, which probably doesn't surprise many people, uh, but it, it, it was the cause of uh, the subject of a lot of arguments, or the reason, sorry, for, for a lot of the arguments, because as an example, as Andy mentioned, I'm the detail person, he's not at all. So a classic argument we had was about the ASI show three years ago. Yeah. He just sent, sent him an email with a link to ASI Chicago, I think we should go, I'll book flights. And I was like, 
What? Why are we going? When are we going? How much is it going to cost? What are we going to achieve? Can we have a conversation about this before you just blow five grand, please? <laughs> <laughs> and now we've realised that because of Andy's personality profile, we'll call it personality profile, not personality defect, he, um, he's very much a doer. He doesn't need the detail to make a decision, whereas I need all the detail before I can make a decision. And now... <laughs> and now we understand that Andy realises if he Another wants cheers. me to say yes to something <laughs> then he needs to say I think we should go to ASI Chicago because this is what I think we can achieve this sandwich will take out the business and this is roughly how much it's going to cost and I'll probably still come back with some other questions but I won't actually initially freak out <laughs> I also know that there is no point even when I've worked all week on a beautiful spreadsheet with coloured tabs and details and formulae and everything, if I send it to him, he'll just go, yeah, great. And I'll be upset <laughs> because I think he hasn't even looked at it. <laughs> and he probably hasn't, but I now understand it's because he trusts that I've done the detail work and he can just take the, the headline activity information and make a decision based on it. So that's, that's how we have to understand each other. <laughs> but, but, but the thing she doesn't say is, that sounds like utopia. <laughs> Utter bollocks. Because, honestly, as good as it is, we fucking row. Honestly, you have never, ever seen anything like it. Fireworks. It's, it's not a decent round until one or both of us is in tears, yeah. basically. Yeah. Then that's, that's a proper, yeah. a proper round. Eight, eight years on, it works. Do you know what I mean? We still, we still forge in there, then we still do what we do, so... Uh, Does that answer it. your question? It works. <laughs> that, and, and we could, we could not go on for hours. This has been an absolute... <laughs> Carnival. This has been an absolute carnival. Um, we hope to see more of Andy Thorne and Sarah Penn, you know, in the Common Skew discussion because you guys are a riot. So, cheers to England. Yeah. <laughs> cheers to the US as well. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Skewcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to Skewcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.